We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd pick up the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and then you pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important where you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're that kind of guy that likes to bet on a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. And no matter how your bet is, NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ang today. You play, you win, you get paid. The Final 53 roster is here. The Detroit Lions over the weekend had to make roster cuts from 90 to 53. Who are some guys who made that roster? And were there any surprise cuts? And is there any surprise players that made the roster for the 2019-2020 season? Find out on episode 38 of the Pride Podcast. everybody welcome back to episode 38 of the pride podcast on the blue wire network and today on this episode um we are short a man we don't have tyler with us today but we do have our band pierre today what's going on pierre how you doing i'm good malcolm what's up man just hanging in there man a lot of people have a lot of questions about this 53 man roster so this is go jump right into it um the 53 man roster man um this is start off with the quarterbacks we have stafford we have, we have johnson and we have david blah were you surprised with that move and like like 
the three quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, it was sort of surprising. I mean, Stafford was obviously a lock. Then Johnson and Savage, we knew was going to be a battle. I thought Savage was going to make it, but Johnson came in, learned the playbook really fast. Then the surprising part is they swapped 2022 seventh-round picks, I believe, for David Blau with the Browns. That was surprising to me. I don't know what their plan is. Three quarterbacks. I'd rather have, like like right now, let's say maybe a linebacker or a lineman over that quarterback because we have injuries at those positions. But I was thinking maybe later in the year, like Blau develops and they get rid of Johnson and Blau is your backup. I mean, that's the most logical explanation <laughs> that's going on right now because I was I was confused because you you have staff you have Matthew Stafford who hasn't missed a game since 2010, right? And you know, my whole mindset was I th- I was thinking they're going to just carry two quarterbacks and then use that extra the extra spot for another position, but they went ahead and grabbed three quarterbacks. I mean, what you said makes sense if they if they roll it like that and you know they're going to develop him and they probably feel like if they put him on a practice squad there's no way he survives a practice squad so they're probably scared to put him on the practice squad that's the only thing i could think of um right but yeah maybe he's the backup of the future or who knows yeah apparently uh during the pre-draft process the quarterbacks coach sean ryan worked him out they liked him malcolm a lot of fans were saying this guy threw two picks but you told me you watched some tape on him what did you see on tape from blau he threw two picks against us like the first pre his first preseason game, he looked great. Second preseason game, he looked great. Third preseason game, he looked great. That fourth preseason game, when he played against us, he looked shaky at times, you know. But he threw those two picks against us. He kind of looked he 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 didn't look like how he looked week one, two, and three. But okay, I mean, they saw something different from him. So I don't I don't know. Does he have a nice arm? Is he mobile? What, Definitely what has nice. Yeah, he has nice arm. Nice arm. Nice okay. touch. Um, right. He looked like somebody that you could work with. You know, if he develops, he could be somebody that's pretty good. So I'm still kind. Of, I'm still to this day a little confused about the move on carrying the three quarterbacks on the roster. Okay. Moving along, um, we have the running back situation. Uh, running backs. You know, we have the carry. We have carry on Johnson, C.J. Anderson, Ty Johnson. Yeah. They claim they claimed another running back. His name is J.D. McKissick. How do you feel about that running back group up here? Um, I love Carry On. That that's my guy. C.J. We know what C.J. has done. Ty Johnson has flashed during camp. His speed. Uh, he could catch the ball. We saw that nice wheel route in the end zone in the preseason. J.D. McKissick. He's your gadget player. Um, he's he's, he's going to be like kind of like your Percy Harvin type of player or your Tyler Lockett type of player. You know what I mean? So use him on jet sweeps, on screen game, and the passing game. He could be kick returner and on special teams. So he's your running back four wide receiver six. That's how I see it. Yeah. This is a guy who played receiver in college, also played running back in college, and then played came in the league as a receiver and also as a, you know, he played kick return and also as a running back. So he kind of does it all. I think that's, you know, as versatile as you can get. <laughs> That's probably right. what Matt Patricia's looking for. Yeah, we now, forgot. Uh, we forgot Nick Bauden. I think. Yeah, Nick Bauden. Yeah, I was gonna bring him up. I was gonna bring him up next. Yeah, Nick Bauden. Um, as far as a fullback, you know, he was, you know, he's a lock. You know, we thought we we knew he was gonna make the roster, but yep. he, so you, you, there's no surprise there. Um, about JD, about um, the Detroit Lions claiming JD. Did that surprise you a bit? Even though they had Mark Thompson in the practice squad, like. To bring in another running back, or like, did that surprise you a bit? Um, at first it did, but then you you look. He played under Bevel in 2016, I believe. So he knows the terminology. He knows the playbooks. Not going to take a while for him. He could come in and play right away. 
he's more versatile than Thompson. Thompson was only a running back. He's not really a, the best receiver. He didn't play on special teams. Uh, so a little, but then when you look at it, it's not surprising at all. Okay. Yeah, well, to be honest, when I looked at it, I mean, you know, Mark Thompson's my guy. So when I, when I saw that he's put Mark Thompson in the practice squad, brought in another running back, before I knew about JD, I was a little... I was a little confused, but then when I looked further into him, I saw how versatile he was. I was like, okay, I see why they did it. Yeah. Um, to the wide receivers, the wide receiving group, we have Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amadola, Chris Lacey, and Travis Fulgham. Were you surprised with that group, or is that exactly how you predicted it to be? All right, so Kenny Galladay is obviously your number one receiver. Marvin Jones coming off an injury, but he's looked good in cam. Danny Amendola, good slot receiver. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Chris Lacey. 6-2, uh, has looked good in camp. And then Travis Fulcom, your developmental guy, he, he did well in preseason week four. Also, another guy I would like, if something were to happen to Dola, they could call up TK. That's your boy Tom Kennedy from the practice squad. Yes, sir. They're fine. I, I think the receivers are fine. I'm a little concerned about it, to be honest, because we haven't really seen a lot of Lacey and Fulgham. So you're saying like in case of an injury happens... Yeah, like you're going to be in a little panic. Not panic. I just kind of want to see more out of both of them. Okay. I mean, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, the the, the first initial cuts when we did cut Powell, I was a little like, man, you know, I don't feel. I felt like he didn't have the best shot because you know a lot of times when he was in there, he was dealing with Tom, a lot of Tom Savage. He was dealing with a lot of David Fails. Um, so I felt like he didn't get the best opportunity to. You know, show what he can do. You know, the, what he was able to, you know, shine the most was really through special teams when he got the kick returns, the punt returns. And that's because he didn't really have to deal with, you know, David Fails or Tom Savage throwing him the ball. Um, I just felt like he didn't get a fair shot at first. But what JD brings to the team is exactly what, you know, Brandon Powell would bring, probably even more. I mean, he he's electric. So I, I like what they're doing with. JD, as far as bring him as a running back, but he could do so much in the receiving end as well. Yeah. So moving on to the tight end position, and this this scared the hell out of me at first <laughs> because at one point we only had two tight ends on the roster. We only had we had Jesse James and we had TJ Hawkinson on the roster. At one point, they did cut Logan Thomas at one point, but they did bring him back. What was your reaction about the tight end group? Like what you said first, I was confused. I was like, all right, are they trading for someone? Are they signing someone? What's going on here? And then I was like, I looked into it. I was like, all right, Brian has to go on IR. And the rule is you have to wait until 4 p.m., but claims happen at 12 p.m. So after 4 p.m., they're designated to come back from IR. So they just waited the next day. They released Logan Thomas. They told him to sign him. The next day, they placed Osprey on IR so he could be designated to return in week nine versus Oakland. That's when he could come back. Okay. They brought uh, they brought Logan Thomas back. I love our tight ends. I never thought I'd say this. I mean, just look at last year who they had. Was it Luke Wilson, Levine Toilolo? Who's hey, the other hey, guy? hey, Levine Toilolo balled out. He did his part. Oh, yeah, yeah, but who was the other guy for real? Who was the other guy? I forgot. Uh, um, Levine Toilolo. It was Luke Wilson. Wilson. Shit, I don't even know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, TJ Hawkinson. I mean. This dude can be a star. I even said this in the pre-draft process when I was watching him. I liked him a lot. Jesse James, you know you're going to get out of him. Nothing flashy, but a good blocker, a good receiver. And then Logan Thomas is your athletic tight end. 
mainly a receiver, but he could block a little. These guys can both play in line and um, line up at wide receiver, so they're all versatile. And it's the best tight end group the Lions have had since I've been alive. I, I agree with you, man. That tight end group does look nice. Were you surprised with the Isaac Nada cut? I was a little, but then I looked at it. I believe he had um, 10 targets. He dropped three of those. He did. But he's on, he's on the practice squad. That's true. So if they need a tight end, they could just call him up. That's true. Um, so, yeah, Isaac Nada is still on the practice squad for people who didn't know. He's still on the practice squad, so he's still a part of the team. But, wow. I mean, I originally thought that they were going to carry all four tight ends on the 53-man roster. But, you know, Isaac Nada was the odd man out. I did too, but when you think about it, that guy would normally be inactive anyway. He wouldn't even be active on game. Exactly. Thank you, but yeah. So it's like basically just on the practice squad. So I'm fine with it. All right. So moving on along, our offensive line. The starters that we have, we know we have Taylor Decker, we have Joe Dahl, we have Ragnow, Glasgow, and we have Rick Ragnar. Um, that's the starters. And then for the backups, we have Kenny Wiggins, um, we have Crosby, we have Obushi, and we have. We have Bo Benshaw. What do you feel about that that line that offensive line group? Like, how do you, how do you see those guys going? Are low on the starters. I'm not as low on them. I think you're a little lower on them than I am. I'm fine with our starters. Decker. I mean, he was hurt a couple years ago. Last year was a little off, but this year in the preseason, he's looked really good. Joe Dahl, he's developed, man. I mean, he has to work on his game, obviously, but he's developed. He could play guard and center. Frank Ragnow. We saw what he did last year. He could take that next step. Um, Graham Glasgow, he could play guard and center at a high level. And then Rick Wagner, I think he's a he's a good right tackle. I think he's a top ten right tackle. People forget. I mean, he does struggle against good edge rushers, but which right tackle doesn't? Even the top ones struggle against good edge rushers at times. So I like our O line. The backups. It's where my concern is. Crosby has had a really bad training camp and preseason for whatever reason. I hope he could bounce back. Um, Kenny Wiggins, play guard and tackle. Um, you got O'Day, you can play guard and tackle as well. And then you have Bo Benchall, who they like. He has potential. He's improved a lot, but he still has a lot of work to do. He hit, He's versatile, can play guard and center as well. So it's. I think the offensive line is like average. It's like 15th, 16th ranked in the league, which you could win with that. It's fine. It's not as bad. I, I agree with you, man. As far as as far as you know where they're ranked, I love the interior line. I like the, the guards. You know, I like Joe Dahl. I like you know Ragnow, and I and I and I like um, I like I like Glasgow. I think they're good. I think they're a good interior line as far as those three. What worries me is the most is the tackles. Now the tackles they're not bad. They're just like you said they're 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 average. Um, and what I do feel is in our division and our opponents that we do play with so many great edge rushers, we do definitely need them to step it up because those are some talented, especially in our division alone. If you look at our, our division alone, yeah. as far as the edge rushers, th- those are talented guys coming at them. And they are, you know, I, I watched last year, those guys out there getting manhandled by those guys, by Hunter, by, you know, by, by, by Mac and, I get it. Those guys are elite talent. You know, you know it's going to be barely there's barely tackles out there that could, you know, that could block these guys. Right. But they got to be able to at least hold their own, um, and they got to do that this year. They got to take a step up, and I believe I believe both of them can. So 
I just want to see how they do. Yeah, I think they're both above average. I wouldn't say they're average, but I mean, everyone has their own opinion. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're in that average above average range. I, I get it. Um, they, we need them to play good, probably even close to elite. Especially Decker being a first round pick, you know, he could he he has the potential to be a Pro Bowler. You know, especially coming out of rookie year. You know, when, when I saw him his rookie year, I'm thinking, okay, we have a future, you know, tackle Pro Bowler on our team. Yeah, you know? I thought that too. Then you know, he got but hurt. and then he got hurt. And he just hasn't been the same, but you know, I'm just hoping that he could take it back to that level where he's playing at that caliber, where he's you know has that potential that he could be a Pro Bowl All Pro tackle. Right. And if we have that, man, this the sky is a limit. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, so that's it with the offense. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to jump into defense when we get back. If you us on the show, use Harry's Razors. If you visit their website, you can check out all different shave sets and face care products. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to harrys.com slash Dwyer. Why try Harry's? Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry's makes quality durable blades at a fair price. It's $2 per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with weighted economic handle for an easy grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip, and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep you razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com slash blue wire. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash blue wire redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. ShipStation is the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter if you're selling on Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. Right now, the Pride Podcast listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com and click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. And we're back. All right, Pierre, we are back, and we actually have the defense to go over. We're going to start off with the defensive line. So with the defensive line, we have Snacks Harrison, 
We have Ashawn Robinson. We have Mike Daniels. We have Trey Flowers. We have Romeo Cora. We have Deshaun Hand. And we have Kevin Strong, who surprisingly made a roster. Um, how do you feel about that, that defensive line group? I love it. Straight up, I love it. Trey Flowers, really good against the run. Can set the edge. Um, I believe last year he had the most quarterback pressures, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, he was yeah. up there. He was definitely up there. Mike Daniels, you finally have an interior. Like, you could get pressure in the interior consistently. I mean, Ashawn Robinson is solid, but he's not Mike Daniels. And Snacks Harrison is mainly a run stuffer. Mike Daniels is more of a pass rusher, but he could also stop the run. Snacks, like I said, probably the best nose tackle in the league. Then you have Deshaun Hand, who flashed as a rookie. I mean, he flashed. He looks like he could be a star in the making. Good, Really good pass rusher. Romeo Cuaro, I like him as like a backup. He could set the edge as well. And then Kevin Strong. Matt Patricia said he has really good quickness. And then they also tested him out like with the run to see how he does against the run. And he responded well. He said he's still developing, but they like Kevin Strong a lot. So right now with hand missing time, I could see Strong taking like those reps for now. That'll be good for him, man. And yeah, I agree with you. That is one hell of a strong defensive line. And the only thing that compares to that defensive line is the 2014 defensive line. But man, that that's one hell of a group that we have here with the defensive line. Yeah, this oh. group is built to stop the run and could brush the pass rate. I, I actually love it. Yeah. Attain the edge really, really, really well with these guys here. Um, so I, I definitely like what I see. That's going to be key against Kyler, but we'll talk about that on Friday. Yes, sir. Um, now with the linebacker group, we have Kennard, Tavai, we have Davis, we have um, Christian Jones, we have Jalen Reeves, Reeves and Maven, we have Killebrew, and we have Austin Bryant. How do you yeah, like that? I like, like it. I want to say something, though. Austin Bryant right now is on IR. So yes, he's not really on the roster, but he could be back week nine versus the Raiders. Okay. Just want to get that out of the way. Now back in the, to the linebackers. Jared Davis is dealing with a high ankle sprain. I don't see him playing at all this week. Then you have, we'll see later with the, when the injury report comes out. You have Jelani Tavai. I mean, I think he's looked good in training camp for a rookie. He's looked really good. He, he's big. Um, good against the run. He has to work on his pass coverage a little, but He's still young. He'll learn that. Jalen Reeves, maybe he could fly all over the field. We saw how he had a really good preseason. <clears throat> Devon Kennard, he's your jack linebacker, mainly an edge rusher. Sets the edge well. Uh, Miles Killebrew, more of a special teams guy, but can also play on defense. And going back to Miles Killebrew, I loved what he did in the preseason. I mean, if we're talking about defensive MVP for the preseason, preseason he's up there. I think between him and Jalen Reeves, Maven. I mean, those two will probably be MVP and co-MVP for the defense as far as what yeah. they're able to do on the defense, man. They balled out all four preseason games. Yeah, so I I love I, I love our linebackers as well. So that means our front seven is solid. Um, Going to the front four and then our front, you know, the linebacking core, our front seven is just solid. Um, with the cornerbacks, and this it's going to be hard for me to read this list because, you know, just somebody missing from this list has... That's that's hurting me right now, but we're gonna go through it. For for the corner, we have talking about. Are you talking about? Let let me let me let me read through the list first. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. We have Darius Slay. We have Rashad Melvin. 
You have Coleman. We have Amania Warrior. We have Jamal Agnew. We have Mike Ford. And we have D Virgin. And there's somebody that's not on this list that everybody's listening knows <laughs> that I'm, I'm hurt right now. First, Pierre. Pierre, were you surprised with this list? I mean, I think this is exactly how you had it. Is this this is this is the team that you had at for the? Yeah, I did have that for the corner. You had that whole corner. Unit. I had all those guys. Yo. You had all those guys. Yeah. So nobody surprised you there. Um, no. What yeah, Mike, Malcolm, I'm gonna say about your boy T's table. You off the table? What you mean, coach? Get out! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't can you just tell me what happened? My, 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 why yeah. my boy? Yeah. So slow corners. Not good, okay? I don't like slow corners, and I've said that, and I'll continue to say that. Another I'm, thing, you got to I'm stay not healthy. going to agree with that. You got to stay healthy. He missed time, and they gave him chances. During training camp, they gave him chances. When M- M- Melvin went down, he was playing a lot. Then he got hurt, and he, he, like, he never came back, and he just lost his spot. Mike Ford balled out. The version did well. Rashawn Melvin looked good. Amani made some plays. I mean, he's a rookie; he's learning. But Amani made plays. So, yeah. I mean, I can't. That, that's I, the thing with I, I can't even say it's not fair. I can't. I can't even say it's not fair. They gave him chances. He, they gave him chances. I can't even say it's not fair. Um, I said this in the prior episode that Tease Tabor knows what he has to do this year. He knows how important training camp and these preseason games. Are going to mean to him. I said that if he either two things going to happen, he's either going to sink or he's going to, or he's going to swim. I said that in the prior episode, and he didn't play. I think that's what causes the, the demise is that he didn't play. To be honest, I just think it was time to move on. Change of scenery needed to happen. They they tried with him. They did, they did try. try with him. They did try. They gave him chances last year. They yeah. gave him chances. Even he'd get beat, they kept him on the field. He got bad. Then they benched him again. They yeah. gave him a lot of chances. I just think it, it's time to move on. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, they they, they proved it. It is time to move on because he's not on the team no more. We're not holding on to his pick. He saw it was a mistake. Move on, you know. And I'll say this. A lot of people are saying Bob Quinn is not good at drafting. That's like his only missed top pick. I mean, we haven't really seen another pick that hasn't worked out. Aishon Robson did take a while to develop, but he developed. Uh, Joe Dahl took a while to develop, but I believe he was a fifth-round pick. Yeah, he was a fifth-round pick. Yeah, so we haven't really seen any like failures with Bachman with the first few rounds. Which oh, even even Kill- Killebrew's out there. Yeah, Killebrew's out there. So, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not faulting Bob Quinn on that. I mean, no, no it PM is what is Bob no Bob, Bob is Quinn. He was, he was a fan of T. Saber. To be honest, he might be a Gators fan <laughs> deep down inside. I, I don't know exactly what's going on. He likes the Gators, you know. He I guess he likes the way they're coached up, but it didn't work out. Yeah, so. Now, hopefully, Bachman learns that you don't need to watch a lot of tape on a prospect. Shouldn't take to watch a lot of tape. Like, he said he watched the most tape on any prospect on T's table. That's probably his mistake. If you need to watch a lot of tape on a prospect, don't draft it. So, you got Darius Slay's a lockdown. Melvin, solid number two. Coleman, one of the top nickels, but he's been up and down camp. I've I've said this a lot in the podcast. I think it's because he's adjusting to the new scheme. I think he'll be fine. Jamal Agnew, uh, backup nickel, really good on special teams. Uh, Amani, uh, rookie, fifth round rookie, has flashed, made some plays last week in the preseason. He was doing really well, and then he got hurt on like a pump return play. Gave up like two receptions for thirty yards. They took him out. Uh, Mike Ford was balling. 
the preseason game. He deserved to be on the roster. I even said, I tweeted it out, I was like, Mike Ford made this team. And then D. Virgin, he's one of their top gunners, and he could also come in and play on defense as well. And there it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, how do you feel about the, the cornerback group? Do you like do you like the, the group that we have? Or yeah, that's, like what I had. that's who I had making the team. I had those guys making the team. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think our line, our cornerback group is, is, is pretty solid. Um, I, I don't really have that much complaints there. Let's, let's move on to the safeties. We have Keon J. Diggs. Um, we have Walker. Um, we have Harris. We have Tavon Wilson. And we have Moore, um, C.J. Moore. Um, how do you feel about that group, that that safety group? On the last podcast, I said, me and Tyler, uh, we were talking about our predictions. And I said, my surprise cuts are Andrew Adams and Charles Washington. But that and, was easy. Um, yeah, so if, if you look at it, it makes sense, right? Chuck, all Chuck could play special teams. He can't contribute on defense. And then Andrew Adams, he had his picks, but his downs were like really low downs, man. I mean, you saw that one play. He, he mistimed the ball. You can't do that. You yeah, just can't. He was playing, they were playing cover two, and the, uh, he had the, the he had the deep the deep guy, and just completely mistimed that jump. Yeah, you can't do that. And then he got stuffed arm. He got stuffed arm too. That was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what can I say, man? You know, speaking of Chuck, he didn't take getting cut too lightly. Um, he seemed pretty upset. You shouldn't. You, you that has to motivate. You get caught, you get motivated, and he found a spot. Yeah, he did find a spot, and he has a circle on his calendar. So I just want to see what he, what role he has with the Arizona Cardinals, and how he play plans to play us. Um, is he going to be on defense, or is he just going to be on special teams? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I um, think he's going to be one of their top gunners, like right off the gate. Right off the gate, okay. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play on defense. I think he's their top gunner. I mean, you saw what he did with us. Come on. Yeah, no, I know he. Yeah, this so, yeah. is the reason why I didn't have him make it. It's because, well, let me talk about it first. Yeah, Tracy ahead, Walker, I think, has superstar potential. I really do. I've been saying this. This guy's going to break out. His length, size, and speed. He makes plays. He could tackle. He's just all over the field. I love Walker. Quandre Diggs, we know what Quandre is. He's like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but he plays like he's 6'2". He'll just smash someone. Tavon Wilson, he's been in the system. Solid vet to have to mentor Will Harris. <clears throat> Excuse me. Will Harris is a athletic uh freak at safety really fast good size he has some work to do obviously but he's progressed and then cg moore is one of my favorite camp stories undrafted kid never really heard of him until like you start seeing him making plays uh really good on special teams i think he's going to be your top gunner with d virgin so virgin and cj are going to be your top gunners and he could play on defense when you need him so special teams and defense is why he made it over chuck chuck couldn't play on defense that that is true. Um, I just want to talk about Tracy Walker changing his number to twenty one. Twenty one. Mm. I actually I actually gonna miss the the, the forty seven man. Yeah, I like the AK forty seven. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, man. Yeah, he switched to twenty one. Um, with the special teams, we have um the goat um, Matt Prater. We have Sam Martin, and then we have as Tyler would say, Death Taxes, and and Mobak. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 just pretty i mean the, that's the i like our special teams i don't know what to say about it sam martin needs to bounce back actually i said this on the last last podcast but if they missed it he took a pay cut and they avoided next year and but this year they gave him 1.7 million guaranteed 
So it'll be interesting to see. He's basically a free agent next year. Yeah, their balls out, gets a new contract, or he doesn't punt well and Detroit moves on. I think he's a hell of a punter. I think Detroit keeps him. I think he bounces back next year. Yeah, he has a pretty good year. I like Martin. I hope. Yeah. I really like our special team guys. Yeah, and Prater. I mean, he's the goat. Not oh. not officially the goat, but he's just like he, he makes everything, man. He I mean, he nailed the sixty-one yarder in preseason. I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, so his leg is still he still has a strong leg. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm really comfortable with our special team guys, and it's pretty much a whole roster in general. Um, how how like happy are you with this team as far as the roster is concerned? I'm I'm happy. I actually like the team. There's some good depth, but I am concerned about a certain positions, like offensive line, and the depth at wide receiver, like with Lacey and Fulgham. But pretty much more with the offensive line, to be honest. Like if Decker were to go down, knock on wood. But if you were to go down, I mean, who, who would start at left tackle? Would it be Crosby? Would it be Wiggins? Do they tr- try to trade for someone? So. That, that's ask, concerning to me. Let me ask you. Let me ask you just one last question. So, this team, this roster right here, compared to the other Detroit Lions teams at this point of the season, going to Week One, do you see that this is probably the most talented Detroit team all around that you probably witnessed? I'll say this is up there with the 2014 team, as far as all around talent. The 2014 team was special. I got to think about this. Maybe this one has more depth than the other one. And the offensive line, I believe, in 2014 was not the best line. It was actually one of the worst. So I'd probably say all-around talent, probably this roster, this year's team. Okay. I mean, I would have to agree with you. And the only thing that separates this team from the 2014 team, in my opinion, right now at this point, is the running game. 2014, we couldn't run the ball if I like depending on it. Um, this year, I do believe they're going to have a balance between carry-on, CJ, and throwing this ball deep, getting one-on-one matchup. So that's what I like about this year. And, and also, the, co- the the coaching situation. 2014, right. we had – do we have Joel Lombardi? They don't, they don't. We had Joel Lombardi in 2014, and then we have Bevel this year. So I think that is – I think that's what separates 2014 – and this year, so I, yeah, I'm this year. I'm more confident that this is probably. I heard somebody say, you know, I haven't watched the Detroit Lions in 1991, but I heard an older guy tell me that this is the best Lions team he's seen since 1991. Um, wow. that 1991 roster, so that says a lot. When some of the people that seen a lot of the Detroit Lions football from the early 90s is comparing this team to the early 90s Detroit Lions team. So I think that's a that's just positive positive energy all around. So, yeah, definitely, I'm going with this team as far as this is probably the best Lions team that I witnessed. Another positive about this roster is you have four undrafted guys. Um, David Blau, who they traded for, uh, C.J. Moore, uh, Kevin Strong, and Bo Benchaw. So they made it over two seventh-round picks. Where I like that Bob Quinn didn't like favor necessarily his draft picks because P.J. Johnson and Isaac Nada did not make the roster. Yeah. And a lot of GMs, they do that, to be honest. A lot they, of GMs do favor their they, draft picks. They favor their draft picks. Just so, just so it doesn't make the organization look like they missed out on these guys during the draft. So I heard I heard a lot of that from even players themselves that said that the GMs do that. So it's a good, it's a good thing that Bob Quinn actually, you know, he picked his best 
53 that will be the best guys for this roster. Um, so I'm excited about that. And that is a wrap on episode 38 of the Pride Podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode. And if you're not following us on our social media, make sure you go ahead and follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at the Pride Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Muse on Apple Podcast. Peace out, guys. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good one. Peace. Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com